Are you investing in yourself? Do you take courses? Do you hire mindset coaches? Do you follow intuitive nudges and go on some trip that your intuition told you to do just for you? Like all that kind of stuff, right? Enough. Enough is an insult. That we are enough? Like we're so much more than enough, you know? That's Tara Garrison. And this is episode 460 of the Wellness Wisdom Podcast. Wellness Wisdom. We discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. How can we bring awareness and reverence to all the little mundane elements of our life? Wellness, I think, is a combination of understanding your own internal wants, needs, and desires. If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Understanding that we are a piece of nature, you know, nature is where we belong, I think is a very comforting thing to understand that would certainly feed into wellness well a podcast where you garner all you need to live life well, including physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial intelligence, otherwise known as the five sides of your wellness pentagon. Go to joshtrent.com forward slash podcast so you can tap subscribe and start taking some inspired action to use all the intelligence you get here from us today. Or you know what? Just tap subscribe. Hit that little button on your phone right now. That way you'll never miss or have to remember what new shows are coming out every single week, sometimes twice a week. This episode is 460, almost 500 episodes. Whoa, y'all, we're gonna have to do a huge celebration for 500. I don't know what it's going to be, but maybe we'll do an in-person event. That would be so fun. This is 460 with my friend Tara Garrison. No more mental slavery. Why the popular mantra of you are enough is insulting your subconscious mind and how to make meaning of life's challenges. Now, Tara is a friend. She is a fellow podcaster of the Inside Out Health podcast, which I've been a guest on, and she is so phenomenal at asking heart-based questions. But she's also a founder of Higher Health, a life coaching company, and she does more than just mindset work. People hear the word, quote, mindset. This is a process that Tara has developed, we're going to talk about today, called the Four Peaks of Truth. And she's learned how to do this over the past 20 years plus of being a mother, an entrepreneur, an influencer, a published author, but she's so much more than her accolades and her achievements. This is a woman who is deeply connected to spirit, to source, to higher intelligence, and she understands through her own journey how to live her life at the highest frequency possible. We are who we resonate with, right? Your vibe attracts your tribe. We've all heard these phrases, but Tara actually walks it. She lives it. If you go to her Instagram or her TikTok or anywhere that she puts out her media and her content, you will see that her body is a physical representation of her subconscious mind. And that's an interesting phrase. I heard it once from a novel I read. It wasn't a novel. It was a book. It was a book from Bruce Lipton. And it sparked a big question for me, a big one that Tara brings front and center for us today. And the question for all of us is, what is your fear? What is your fear? How is it holding you back from your higher self? I know that might not be a very fun topic, but you're here. You signed up for us in the wellness Pentagon for everything, right? The joy, the pain, the blood, the sweat, the victory, the happiness, all of it. It's encapsulated inside of your wellness Pentagon. So take a moment take a breath and just jot down or send yourself a little text message. What is your fear? What is your deepest, biggest monster fear that you have in your life right now? Jot it down. Make a mental note because by the end of this podcast, you're going to walk away with the wellness and the wisdom from Tara that will help you answer and move through that question. 
so you can be the best damn version of you this world has ever seen. You'll learn about Tara's religious and health background where she left the Mormon church, which she had to go through to get out of her own fear and create a higher frequency. You'll learn about the four peaks of truth, including how and why Tara teaches through this metaphor of the four peaks. You'll learn how to be in tune with your body, how to actually practically listen to what your intuition is telling you so you can be in alignment. You know, Tara believes that our intuition is always right. We just have to listen to it. We'll talk about the power of words and how to ask important questions, which is near and dear to my heart. Essentially, we're going to learn how to remove ourselves from mental slavery. That's what this podcast is about. How do we remove the shackles of mental slavery and being in fear of society and parents and caregivers and all the people that expect us to be who they think we are? Way deep down, you and I, we know, we know who we are. And it reminds me of one of the most beautiful songs from Bar Marley, where he says, emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. I mean, if you haven't heard that track, go look at it. It's redemption song. Go listen to that song. Because look, when you free your mind and you show up as you, the beautiful, loving, powerful you that everybody enjoys being around, in order for you to do that, in order for you to be that, your heart and mind both must shift. And that's what's going to happen from you being with Tara and I on this podcast your heart and mind will shift. Make sure you tag us on social media. If you're on the Instagram or anywhere, leave a comment, share, or just do something different today. Reach outside of the normal bubble that you may find yourself in. I know I find myself there from time to time. And share some of the wisdom with us, what resonated with you on our YouTube channel in the comments or Instagram in the comments. Just let us know what's the wellness and the wisdom you learned from Tara today on this podcast. Tara, welcome to Wellness Wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me here in your beautiful new space. I have been looking forward to like meeting you again. And I just figured we should do this podcast because so many of the conversations that we have off the air are so good that it might be kind of fun and juicy to just record this one and do it live. So, um, you know, people know you as the host of the Inside Out podcast. And it's funny, like I was doing prep for our conversation, I thought, how amazing is that, that you came from a religious background and you were really pretty unhealthy, like overweight at yeah. one point, like yeah. waves of this. And it's so funny because I'm wondering, like, did you name the podcast Inside Out Health? Because that's exactly what you did for yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it started with the physical. It was it's mixed, you know, any growth journey is all over the place. But the physical was the one that like really got on point first in understanding what was actually happening inside my body and that we have the power to change that and adapt that. And then, you know, I kind of went through an awakening, but not really, right? You know, the, you know, at the beginning of an awakening journey, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm super, super conscious. And you find out like, you're not really that far, you know? And so, <laughs> and then I had to go through, I had to go through two periods of like pretty deep darkness yeah. um, to deconstruct everything that I thought I knew about life. And the second one it was so intense. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 but at, through that, that's when all of the internal spiritual connection, you know, law of attraction, law of vibration, understanding the universe, tapping into source, like all of that came in after that second darkness. It was like, oh, she didn't learn it yet. Here, drop her again one more. She's got it. She got it. Drop her one more time, you know, and it hasn't mm-hmm. had to be so brutal since then. But that's where it all came from is that the physiological and of course, that's what I do in my coaching, right? It's all the internal physiological stuff. Like there are answers in there, but it's also the the, the thoughts 
the beliefs, you know, I'm such a huge fan of Bruce Lipton's work, the biology belief. So that pretty much sums up. It's like our physiology and our external reality, all of it will manifest according to the thoughts and beliefs that we have. So it's like, it's both. I right. love And where do we get those beliefs, which is like a whole yeah. podcast in itself, right? The computer totally. that runs your body, like the chips that go in there. They're not installed by us a lot of the times. Oh, yeah. And, and I think about your work with higher coaching. It's higher coaching, yeah, right? Yes. It's been so rad to see you. Like my background, I was 10 years as a trainer in gyms. Mm. And to see you go from like kind of like the standard fitness construct right. and now be this life business coach, uh, really like extraordinaire. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I'm really proud of you just as a friend and a Thank colleague. You. Like it's a lot of work. It's Thank definitely you. a lot of work. It's, uh, well, it's kind of just come from, anything I'm always pursuing like what what like turn the needle for me like whoa like like that's what I want to bring to my clients right so it's constantly evolving my coaching as something is like I'm like okay that turned the needle for me and like four or five clients every single time okay let's start exploring that more right so it's a constant evolution and it's just it's so beautiful if you stay tapped in you know if you're in any sort of coaching influence type role like this, like, you know, that feeling it's like, dude, like I can't pour from an empty cup. So I'm like yeah. constantly open, constantly like how, you know, before, as I was driving over here, I'm just like, literally like, just saying a prayer, I guess, you know, it's like, please help whoever's going to listen to this. Please help the right things to be channeled through me and Josh, you know, like for those people. All right. So that we can have synergy. And like, that's how I approach my entire life. You know, when you say that it feels real. I've heard a lot of people use terms like that, that are pretty esoteric, mm. uh, but there's something about you and, and in full transparency, um, maybe about a year ago, I hit up Tara and I was like, hey, I'm going through this transition. Like, what do I do, basically? That is rare that I hit up friends who are influencers. Probably like I can count on less than one hand mm. how many people I reach out to. And so it's cool to bring you here and get this wisdom because you're not only an influencer, bunny ears, you also are a mom of four lives. Four children have been through your body, yet your body is incredibly healthy. Like, do you ever stop for a moment and just give yourself love, give yourself appreciation oh. for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you know, myself and, you know, you said my body, like I have noticed that I have a kind of different relationship with my body than I think most people do. Like I have a real relationship. It's like a separate entity than me. Like we have a real, I like if when I got sick recently, I, I just, this is what I heard from my body. I, it was like this patting on my shoulder energy. And it was like, hey, we got it. So if you could just like, we know how we work and we know you don't totally know how we work and that's okay. So if you can just like do what we're telling you to do, like we got it. I'm like, okay. So like that, I'm telling you, that's the kind of relationship, like it's real. And it was like, okay, so when the snot comes, you got to blow it out. Like we're doing that on purpose. Uh, when, you know. Did you have a sinus infection? Or? Yeah. I just had like a cold type thing and was like, okay, we need you to go to bed early. Okay. Like, you know, and so I just listened. And then when I got better very quickly, it was like lots of water, lots of water. Okay. Go for a walk. You know, like I just hear these little intuitive nudges and I just go for it. Right. And I trust, like, it's a real, like trusting, loving, respecting relationship. And then when I got better really fast, I was like, dude, you guys freaking nailed it. Thank you. You know, good job, immune system. Like, that's how I am with my body. When you, you say know? you guys, do you actually hear a voice, like, no. a, like a meditative voice? Or? I mean, just thoughts that come to mind, right? But it's like, it's it's kind of playful and I'm being kind of silly, but it is real for me. Like, it's, um, it's I, I do feel like our, our body, when I say you guys, I mean my cells, the systems in my body, you know, and it's even shoot like our microbes and all that in our gut. Like, you know, like I, I see that every cell in our body is like 
practically like a being. That's how I treat it. That's how I treat my body. So yeah. it's been awesome, you know? So yes, I'm so grateful. I'm like, the, our bodies are the pinnacle of creation, in my opinion. And that kind of, you know, we were talking before about attitudes and getting healthy attitudes and personal growth or entrepreneurship. And like one thing that drives me nuts, doesn't drive me nuts. It's just, it makes me sad. I'll put it that way. It makes me sad is this push right now for I am enough or I am worthy. Um, and I get it. It's a bridge, you know, because yeah. the, the programming people have received, they believe this lie, you know, that's so, it's not even close to, the analogy I use is if you went to a beautiful mountain lake and saw the most epic sunset of your entire life and the water is like pure crystals and you said, you are enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? Enough. So you feel like the statement's disempowering? Enough is an insult. That we are enough? Enough. Like we're so much more than enough. You know? That's the understatement of the century. Our bodies too. Like these are the coolest biotech organic machines ever created. You know what I mean? And I'm in endlessly fascinated it's a computer in a meat suit yeah it's like whoa it's like organic biotechnology it's freaking cool you know well, i want to go i have so many things i want to ask you but i want to go back to what you said because you were talking about the sunset and you're saying it, it's enough or i'm enough is disempowering i've never heard somebody say that can you go just a little deeper on that because I've always thought like on someone's journey of self-love, self-acceptance, yeah. that that once they get to the point where they feel like they're enough, then yeah. they can see what the next level is. Yes. It's a bridge. It's a step, you know? So like- But it's not the final destination. No. I'm enough. Yeah. There's so much more than that. I'm glad we're talking about that. Yeah. 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 You know, it's kind of like if somebody had uh, body dysmorphia, right? And they thought they were really, really fat- but they're not, right? And so getting to the place of like, I'm healthy or neutral or just like, it doesn't matter. Or like, I just am what I am would be a step, right? But then getting to the place of like, wow, like I'm thriving. Like I love my body. I love feeling what it can do. I love giving it healthy foods and like just enjoying, you know, there's like, it gets better. Um, sometimes I get caught in these like really deep, I don't know, spiritual vortexes, you know, and I yeah. was getting taught like, some lessons about um, like worthiness. You know, I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, what was coming to me was what, why, what do you, what, it, what are people trying to feel worthy of? Like, what do they mean worthy? You know, like it's, it's a bizarre. And it was like, you are worth, like, does a flower need to feel worthy? Just the striving for this energy of like, is my, you know, am I good enough? Am I worthy? What worthy of love, worthy of success, worthy of health? Like, it's like, you just already are that. And the more you know that, the more you'll just be, you know, like a tree's not sitting there wondering if it's worthy it's Am like, I good enough to produce shade? Worthy, it just produces the shade. Right. Worthy of what? You know, and yeah. so, yeah. So these are some of the kind of concepts that I think of when I look at the body and how we're treating the body or personal growth or, you know, business, entrepreneurship. It's like when we see our worth, when we feel it, when we resonate it in it, you know, like just and like full of gratitude, touching our heart space, like freak, man, truly seeing yourself. That's when you create you know what I mean? That's when you actually create. That's actual creation energy to me. Instead of this scarcity proving, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to show that I'm worthy in my body or in my money or in my, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And when you get past that and you, you know, and this comes through quiet moments, 
meditation, how you talk to yourself. I was telling you earlier, words are spells, words are creators, the thoughts that you allow, which you absolutely can choose, you know, and it's, it's a process. Sometimes I find myself going in low vibe energies like that mother effort. I can't believe it. And I'm like, Ooh, Tara. So you're not just a positivity machine. You go through the trials and tribulations and waves of emotions like everyone else. Exactly. I let it pass. And then I'm like, that didn't feel like high frequency energy for me. So like, what's going on there? You know, in a loving way though, I'm like, Hmm. And one of my favorite journal prompts is like, what is my fear? Right. Like I got all up in arms about like the shutdown. I got all up in arms about a lot of things lately. And it was like, okay, well, I know that's not a high frequency energy for me. So I must be in fear. Right. If I'm wanting to control, if I'm wanting to change something that's outside of me, then I'm in fear. All right. So it's like, what is your fear? And then journaling through that process has been really helpful, but it's, yeah, these are all the same principles that I do with health too, right? Business. Like there's, if you're operating out of fear, right? Fear that I'm not going to be enough. Fear they're going to be a fat loser with Doritos all over my chest and never amount to anything, blah, blah, blah. And you're acting out of fear. You're not creating at the level you could be creating at. Mm -hmm. One of the things on your website I love is that you have, and I don't know if you call them this. I just, I'm going to call them this. It's these triangles. And and really to me, I, I looked at them and the word that came up for me was truth. Mm. So it's like these four triangles of truth mm. and they're personal, physical, professional, and people. Yeah. And I love that because in, in my own life, what I'm striving for and, and what we always talk about on the show is the wellness Pentagon, mm. mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm curious how this came through for you Yeah. because you had a hell of a vacuum that mm-hmm. you arrived in. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming from the Mormon church yeah. and being in that kind of dogmatic swirl, at times feeling disempowered. Yeah. You know, running marathons, not necessarily being a nutritional expert at all. Yeah. Like you came from a a serious vacuum. So uh, before we get into that vacuum, like how did you, how did you come across and and what came through for you Mm -hmm. um, for these triangles? Yeah. Well, I mean, first always I learned through my own experience. And then as I'm working with clients, I just learn more and more and more. And eventually you get tired of ignoring things that really matter, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, in my own life, it was like, okay, my physical, and I, these, I call these the four peaks. All of my personal development stuff is centered around mountains and nature and because it's a very important part of my healing process and just a very important thing to me. And in Utah, it's beautiful. <laughs> isn't, isn't Zion in Utah? Zion's in Utah. Moab, yes. Arches is in Utah. And even up in Salt Lake where I live, it's just like, I mean, I can drive 20, 30 minutes and look like I'm in some epic movie scene and you can get up there and get a view. And I'm telling you the kind of like, if you just go blank with a high mountain view, it's crazy what comes in, you know? So that was a big part of my healing journey was being in those mountains in silence. The higher perspective. Yes. And that's higher. Right. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So the first for me, like the physical peak kind of came in, right? And then the professional peak, like, you know, starting my business and all that kind of stuff. But then my personal peak, which is like your connection to self, your self-talk, your, are you investing in yourself? Do you take courses? Do you hire mindset coaches? Do you, you know, do you invest in yourself? Do you follow intuitive nudges and go on some trip that your intuition told you to do just for you? Like all that kind of stuff, right? That wasn't unlock. And then um, people is, is all the relationships, right? And so I had to go through this process of like going from stay-at-home Mormon mom to entrepreneur mom that's divorced and has my kids half time. Like that was a lot. That that unfortunately that piece kind of came in last. Oh, when that came in, like this is why I brought it into my coaching. Because as I started, I was like, I'm working with people. And I don't know how you can be a health coach and not 
by like sheer necessity become a mindset coach. And I know if any health coaches are listening to me, they know what I'm talking about because you're, you feel like you're skimming the surf. You know, they're like, Oh man, my, you know, they're complaining about family or they're complaining about work stress and you're sitting there trying to train them in nutrition. You're like, I know why this isn't working. Like, do you you find that when you start addressing the food that all the mental and beliefs and even lack of spiritual connection comes up because that was the reason why the food choices were deleterious in the first place? A hundred percent. Like, yeah, it's so I, what I do, (laughs) my little secret is I give people what they think they want. I, I present what they think they want. They just, everybody, everybody, Josh, everybody. I just need, I I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. I just need some accountability. I just need a plan. And I'm just sitting here like, "Mm mm-hmm. Because I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) I'm telling you a hundred percent of the time, that is not what's going on. You do not just need a plan. If you knew really how to get healthy, you would already be doing it. It's a mindset. It is a hundred percent mindset. Right. And so that's why I have to pull into these things in my coaching because it's like, okay, well, if you're miserable in your marriage or you had tons of trauma as a childhood that you never dealt with, like you would not believe the stuff that has come up. And thankfully I have a team of, you know, facilitators I can send people to for the deeper stuff, right? Because sometimes like you need like, we need to go in. You came to me because you were eating blueberry (laughs) pie, but we're going to talk about what happened with your dad. Yeah, dude, I can't believe how many like horrific abuse stories I've come, especially with women and their bodies, you know, parents telling them that, you know, taking food away, locking up food, you know, like stuff like that, telling them you would be so pretty if you just lost some weight. Like those wounds run deep, man. And like men, it's like, okay, my my dad told me I was never going to be as successful as my brother, like my whole life. Like he just treated me like I was this loser, you know, that's just, hello. Why do you think like the stories, if those aren't addressed, it's not about like getting the right business coach when deep down you believe that you can't do it. It's not about getting the right health coach when deep down believe deep down you believe you can't do it. That the belief has to change. Mm -hmm. The whole lens that you're seeing life through has to change. And so, yeah, that's why I dive into all that stuff because all of those areas of your life impact your health. You can't, they all work together. If you believe you can do anything, if you believe in yourself, you're self-supportive and you're able to get into these kind of mindsets where you're like, no, I know what I'm doing. Just watch. Everyone will see, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't need anyone to know. I know the universe knows. God knows. I know, you know, and you're in that state. Like, you know, those are my, those are always my clients that are my easiest clients and give me all the credit. This is so funny, you know? Yeah, you've worked with NFL players, lots of athletes, like people that already had, quote, the mindset, but people at the highest level, did they still struggle with the exact same things or was it totally different than the average person? No. Uh, the, The one thing that the pro athletes have had on lock is they have been very conditioned on if they are told what to do by a coach, they will do it, come hell or high water. Like they will just do it. Like they, they have that unlock, but it doesn't mean, you know, that they've had the opportunity to dive into how they're looking at their relationship or healing from, you know, a lot of, yeah, I'm not here to say that NFL players are the most uh, (laughs) integrous people. I'm just saying that when it comes to certain things about they, they're, they're proficient at a sport. And so they become very successful. They're very disciplined. They're They're very disciplined, very disciplined, but that also, and I, you know, no disrespect to any of my clients. I've got one right now, but like they're, um, I just, one thing that I do as a coach is like check their heart. 
check, you know, I would say like my role is because a lot of my clients are more financially successful than I am, right? I'm not business coaching them. I'm checking, I'm asking excellent questions to get them thinking about if they are aligned with themselves, right? I'm just turning them back over into themselves. It's a lot, it's very weird (laughs) for a lot of my clients. It's not what they're expecting, right? And so it's a lot of asking excellent questions to get them thinking, honoring themselves, getting into alignment, right? Listening to their body, allowing themselves to sleep, stop punishing themselves ceaselessly for not mastering this to-do list and like coming into themselves in a place that's self-honoring. It's crazy to watch. Like they just, the faster they get to that place, they're just like, and a lot of the bullshit that they thought they needed to do, it's gone you know? And it's, it's an interesting place as a coach. Cause I'm not, I'm not interested in before and after six week shred pictures, right? Like I could do that to somebody. It's to me, that's pointless. Personally, I, I have no interest in doing that. I have interest in them coming into a place where they are happy and they are aligned and they are thriving and all this bullshit that they were worried about that didn't matter is gone and erased and they can see straight and they're following alignment, right? So that's, yeah, my coaching is really different. I mean, obviously like, you know, we dive into the physiology. We do DNA, hair mineral analysis, blood work, yes. you know. We you told do. me you like to dork out about the DNA and the blood. I love it. Which is cool. I mean, I just, I was sharing with you, I found out I'm a slow MTHFR and yes. I would not have found that out. Such a good thing to know. If I didn't go down the rabbit hole, you said something that really hit my heart and it was like asking the right question if you ask an everyday person, an athlete, whoever it is, we're all human. We yes. all struggle with kind of similar things at times. What is a question we can ask ourselves when we're out of alignment? What is a, a very intelligent question we can ask ourselves when we have a sense that we're out of alignment? What is my fear? And journal about it. What is my fear? You, there's a fear. Anytime there, so the way I see it is love is closer to source and it's on the same spectrum as fear and fear is just going away from source and just missing the fact that you have everything available to you that you could ever want, you know, and the closer you are to it, you're not even thinking about that anymore. It's not, you're not worried about getting what you want. You don't need that. It just happens. All right. So anytime I feel myself feeling out of alignment, I know that I am, I'm going in that spectrum away from love, away from source into fear. So I'll journal about it. And I, I do some hard journaling on myself, hard, like my son found my journal. I was like, great. Your son, did like, he read it? Yeah, he opened it. Well, I was laying in my bed. They come oh in my, my room and I, he's like, mom, you're afraid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, thanks, dude. For I was like literally doing the deepest work I could on myself, the stuff you don't want to admit, you know. But, you know, one thing I did recently was um, who would I be without helping? Right. Cause I noticed, uh-huh. I noticed a lot of statements of like, you know, my, my mission is to help people on the planet. My purpose is to help people on the planet. And I'm like, I'm noticing some ego identification there. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's interesting. Right. So I was like, let me, uh, let me see who I would be without helping. Right. So I went into this deep meditative space and I'm like, okay. Right. And it, it's the ego fights on this. Right. Because it's like, no, that's like a good thing to do. Like, you know, Yes. <laughs> and what I, the words I wrote down were, um, wise intuitive soul i saw myself on like a beach walking on a beach and then like going to this restaurant and just being served and it was like you literally cannot help anyone ever you can't all you can do is receive you can't help can't give nothing you know like so i had to like take it to that extreme and i wrote like wise intuitive soul playful i saw myself being playful joking around laughing and then one of the words i wrote was free the word free came out of me i was like whoa free. That's an interesting thing that just popped out of me. And so I've been doing work on that lately, 
right? And it's been it's brought me to such a healthy place because it's it, it, when you're not anxiously trying to help people, that's a needy energy, you know, like you're getting something out of that, you're getting value, getting, that's what I discovered. Right. And now it's like, it's a much more centered place of just like respect, mm. you know, it's just, I it's a more, that. it's a more respectful place. It's my, like my whole nervous system. When you speak about that, I just imagined you or all of us mm, on a beach yeah, feeling free. Yeah. And I know I drank the the kratom and the kava, but like you don't have to drink that to feel free. You can feel free without yeah. anything outside yes. of yourself. And I, I think about what we were talking about earlier with the Mormon church and, and the things you've gone through. There's no way we could ever unpack in one podcast all of the things you've been through, um, the relationship, the crazy. divorce, yeah. having four children. But if you could go back mm-hmm. and, and I think about Saturn returns, right? Mm. Uh, 7, 14, 21, 28. If you could talk to Tara at 28 and you mm. could just teach her about these four triangles that you know now to be true, what is something you might share with her? Mm. I mean, the first question that immediately came to my mind was, where are you not listening to yourself? You know, what are you feeling that you're ignoring and dismissing, you know, where are you not honoring? Where are you not seeing yourself? Cause that's truly, you know, the programming was so intense growing up in a religion like that. It, the, the programming that I experienced from religion and just for my parents and just in general in life was like, this is how you should be. Right. And I completely bought it <laughs> hook, line and sinker. I'm like, okay. You know, so you're <laughs> like, trained since basically you could understand words, right. That that was the truth. Yeah. 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 And so um, there was a lot of self-denial, you know, if something didn't feel right, it was something wrong with me that I needed to fix inside myself so that I could agree with whatever I was being presented with. Right. It was crazy. And yeah, that, I mean, that's where I would start because I think like all of the knowledge that I would need was just coming from that place. Right. And that's how I see, that's how I, I say often to my clients, I'm like, my, I feel like what I do for a living is give you scientific reasons that your intuition was right all along or like spiritual concept reasons that your intuition was right. You know, like I've had clients like have Lyme go dormant and all sorts of stuff from just listening to themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you attest that to psychoneuroimmunology thoughts become things like, do you attest it to that or is it something else? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, it, you know, it's, our bodies are constantly telling us what they need, right? So here's here's an example. People with chronic, like, you know, um, maybe Epstein-Barr or Lyme or some of these chronic things like that, autoimmune issues, their body is screaming, will you please slow down and sleep more? Will you please slow down and sleep more? Or, hey, that thing, can you not eat that for a little bit? Because that, like, really hurts. And because of programming in our society that's so valued on earning your value and being in the masculine and go, 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 go. They just ignore it. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. So yeah, like that (laughs) your body has the answers. Your soul has the answers and they're telling you all the time. And it's just a matter of like, when that comes up, are you going to listen to it or are you going to ignore it and buy into this programming, the fear stories and all of that? Mm. I love this because immediately I was sensing this question come in and that is, well, it's easy somebody listening or watching might say, it's easy for you, Tara. It's easy for you. You know, you're, you're healthy now and like, you know Mm -hmm. what to do, but it's not about, like you said earlier, knowing what to do. 
It's having the courage and really the internal capacity mm-hmm. to follow these nudges. Or even if I get, if you give a client the perfect PDF, they still have to have the love and the courage to execute on it. Oh. What is that? Oh, um, it's, it's, it goes back to my, you know, I say it all the time. You be your own mom. It's a loving, I want what's best for you energy. Like, um, I, you made me think of a current, you know, this is a very common thing that I do with clients. I often get clients that have been overweight their entire lives or they're, they're pretty exasperated by the time they hire me. You know what I mean? And it's very typical. It's this be super hard on myself, go super hard in. I'm like, you know, balls to the wall. Like I'm going to freaking do this. Binge, give up, drink, rinse and repeat. That's been probably been their life for like the last 20, 30 years, a lot of people, right? And so the process that I take people through is re, it's a reconnection process with themselves. It's a loving mother's energy, okay? So like, for example, the analogy I give them a lot on these calls is, let's say it's almost dinner time. I'm like, do you have kids? You know, a lot of times I have kids. I'm like, do you have kids? I'm like, let's say it's dinner time and, and your neighbor comes over with a big old plate of like amazing looking brownies, right? But you, you're cooking dinner. Would you let your kid have a brownie like right then? And they were like, no. I was like, what would you do? And they were like, I would tell them they have to eat dinner first. I'm like, right. So, but like, would you tell them they can never have a brownie because they're fat? <laughs> and they're like, no. Right. And I'm like, okay. So same thing with you. You can have a brownie. Just eat some real food first and you can have all the brownies you want. And you, and you know, I even do this with alcohol with a lot of success with my clients. It's this giving yourself permission again so you can mature into this healthy, neutral energy. So I like exaggerate. I'm like, you can have donuts. They got like gluten intolerance and all this stuff, right? I'm like, you can have donuts. You can have all the freaking donuts you want. You can have 20 dozen donuts. Like go tell yourself that. And you have to get there 100%. You can't get there 99. And that 1% is like, no, you can't though. Don't have it. Because that's what leads to binging overindulgence type things is the little inner rebel comes out and is like, I'm going to have them, right? You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, be your own mom. You can have donuts. Just eat your real food first, right? And that's, I mean, just that. And the gym too. It's like, how are you feeling? Do you feel up to going to the gym today? That's okay. You can go for a walk or whatever. If you need extra sleep, that's okay. And it's just removing pressure like crazy. Um, I just told my clients this morning, I had a call with all of them. I'm like, we have a morning routine. It's meditation, gratitude, connecting to emotions through the gratitude, identifying what your emotions are, and then like a personal development program. And like a bunch of them were like, you know, they're, we have these wants. I don't like the energy of accountability, accountability coaching. It makes them a victim. So I say, what do you want to do this week? Instead of what do you want to be held accountable for? You feel the energy shift there, right? It puts them in this passive, like I have to do something instead of what do you want to do? I can't believe how much the accountability compliance has gone up from changing that word. Insane. You know who I have to link you up with? And you probably already know him is uh, Procabulary, Mark. Mm. Do you know Mark from Procabulary? No. All right, we'll link that in the show notes. The words that we use, you said it right when you walked into the studio, are fucking spells. They're spells. (laughs) They truly are. I have to catch myself even now. Well, not like I'm on a mountain with a robe. Uh, I'm not fully enlightened. So occasionally I'll be like, (laughs) I have to go to the thing. And it's like, hold on. I get to. I, I get to go, or I or I'm, I want to go, or yeah. just that simple word. It's like right. compression versus spaciousness. Mm-hmm. Just that word. When did the power of words start to come online for you? And and did you really feel the power of words from the church 
that made you feel constricted. Oh man, what did you say? Compression versus expan- expansion. Yes. God, that is so much of the energy that I pay attention to. Right? Um, words. Yeah. Gosh. Um. Oh, it's it's honestly like I've been through so much tremendous growth since I left the church. Probably like six, seven years ago. I think something like that. Now, like every once in a while, somebody will send me something, and it's like it's it kind of makes me giggle that I ever fell for that. I'm like, this was like, what do they send you? Oh, just like, just kind of like manipulative statements of like, you know, like one was like, if you ever abandon this gospel, like you will be like doomed, like all that kind of stuff, you know? And I just giggle at it now, you know, I'm just like, wow, man. And I just have compassion on myself because I was raising it, but it's, you know, gosh, it's, that's so it's um, the frequency of that is, hard for me to entertain um, because I'm just in such different frequency levels all the time that it's, it's almost like I just don't even want to expose myself to, I I mean, I will and I can, it's just, I like to stay in the higher, more conscious frequencies. You know what I mean? But I just, I have compassion, honestly. I'm like, they're doing the best that they can, you know, and they don't, a lot of the people now, I don't think they realize they're being manipulative. It's just repeated through the programming, through the generations. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any animosity or think there's anything. They really believe they're doing good things, you know? Yes, the road to hell is paved with good Good intentions. intentions. Yeah, that's how I see it, you know? Um, And I'm like grateful, so grateful to myself, you know, back when I was, what, 31, I think? Like, to be able to have the strength to break away, to listen to myself, you know, as I said, I wanted myself to do, I did, you know, and it took tremendous courage. I lost everyone I had, you know, everyone, literally everyone. I didn't have, I was all by myself. All your friends, all the colleagues, all everyone, everything. Was there a moment fam- where you were like, I'm done? Or was it more like a slow build up? Oh no. Like, do you remember when it happened? Oh yeah. No, it was three weeks of obsessive internet research after, no, I was 33. Sorry. I was 33. It was 33 years of- Which is the year that Jesus <laughs> supposedly- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Transitioned. It took me three weeks. I just had a question I wanted answered that I couldn't, and like, you know, they tell you not to look at anything outside of what they put out, right? You know, <laughs> or Satan will deceive you. And I was like, no, dude, I want to an answer on this thing. I want an answer. And it was like, once I cracked that glass, it took me three weeks and I was like, I'm never going back. You got to tell us the question, Tara. What was the question? Uh, I wanted to know, I, I I had found out like maybe four or five years before that, just Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism was a polygamist. And I never knew that. And I'm like, wait a minute, dude. I went to the Mormon college. I took university level classes about, you know, I was in leadership. I was super in my entire life. And when they released those papers, I was like, how come I didn't know that? They always talk about just like Joseph and his wife and they're like this like, you know, couple goals and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't think I just missed that. You know what I mean? I was like, that that was hidden. And that was my first like thing. And then fast forward to like right before I left, I was honestly, I was running a, a girls camp like for the girls, you know? And they had this little uh, faith walk where girls were dressed up as like iconic women in like religious history. And this is a girl, she was like 17 year old girl. She had a little bonnet on. She was trying to be Joseph Smith's wife, the founder of Mormonism, right? She's reading her little paper because she didn't prepare for it well. And she was just like, I'm Emma Smith. Um, I eloped with Joseph when he lived in my house and my dad didn't like him very much. And like by that time in my life, and I found out his first like extra wife was like the servant girl who was 14 who lived in their house. Oh my God. And he was like my age, right? So I had matured enough that I was like, what the heck is going on here? This is weird. 
you know? And I, I actually, and that's part of me getting, that was after I got like fit and healthy too. So I really do feel like eating better food and getting healthier in my brain. Like I became more of a critical thinker. I was, I had that strength within me to be like, what is this? This is weird energy, you know? So that's what I, I just wanted to know why Joseph's, why Emma Smith's dad didn't like Joseph and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I went looking for it and I found way more than I bargained for. And it was, you know, so in the past now, but I, I was, I'm so grateful that I had the courage to question something that I had said, I know, I had affirmed, I know thousands, probably tens of thousands of times in my life from three years old, you're a, you're a little kid getting up there in front of the whole congregation going, I know the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the only true church. I know Joseph Smith was a prophet. I know, right? So they, they train the kids yeah. to make these affirmations, right? And you don't even know what you're saying. You're just a little kid. That's Holy just what, shit, Tara, you made it out of the matrix. Yeah, dude. Good Lord. Big time. So it's, man, it's been, I'm so grateful. But like, once you find out that you're wrong about something <laughs> at that level and your entire sense of reality gets fractured, truly, it, it, it was the best analogy I could give is if right now life as you knew it completely obliterated and you were walking in like a new planet looks the same kind of, but the whole energy and how it works is completely different. So it was, um, it was, it's, I love my ex Mormon friends because you get a new lease on life. It's usually like you're in their thirties. They kind of like wake up and start asking questions yes. if you were really bought in and you're like, Oh my gosh, I almost missed life. Like I almost lived in this bubble of like, you know, programming and I got out and like, wow. And it, it creates in me. And I think a lot of others who have been in that road, a, a sense of loving to be wrong. I love to find out I'm wrong now. Interesting. <laughs> You'd love to be wrong. Yes. Wow. Because it means like I, it's fun almost. It's like, it means I was missing something, right? Mm. And it was like, oh, so it's created a very curious, open-minded uh, space inside of me. That's it. Honestly, it's like ceaselessly entertaining. One of the things you said, <laughs> and, and I'm holding this up for y'all on YouTube. This is Tara's book. Congratulations. This Thank book, you. This book looks amazing. It was a lot of uh, work, And man. it's heavy. It's got some knowledge in it. <laughs> typically heavy books like this, they have some wisdom. Yeah, um, thanks. I love all the recipes you have. And I actually loved in the book that you, that you did touch a little bit on like your health journey. And right now, about a minute ago, two minutes ago, you said when my nutrition came online and when I started to feel good in my physical body, that's when my mind, yes. my capacity to think for myself and to ask different questions yep. and to ask, am I right? Yeah. Even, even arose. And I'm curious for you to, to write this book. You talked about this on social media recently and I loved it. You said, you know, many people are driven by fear. And so my question for you, yeah. and, that, and that's for anything for them to create uh, buildings or businesses or, or be a millionaire, be quote successful. Right. A lot of this stuff is driven by fear. Did you, did you notice when you wrote the book that like that fear dragon came up for you in any way? It did in the beginning. Yeah. That's an insightful question. Um, I, at the, in the beginning I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like eternally out there, right? Like a social media content podcast after a while, like I'm like, nobody's going to hear that again. I'm they doing... do. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be yeah. surprised. People Maybe go back. yours. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, like <laughs> truly, I, I was doing some research for the book and I found 
some blog posts where some guy ripped to shred some other guy's book. And then I felt this thing come up of like, oh my gosh, what if somebody does that to me? What if we get new information? And they're like, look how wrong Tara is. This is horrible information. You know what I mean? I had to deal with all of that stuff. And as it came up, I was like, I truly, I had to like do deep work with it. And I came into this place where I was like, speak from your heart put your, do your absolute best, everything that you know. I honestly, as I wrote that book, it was a, that's my first book. And so it was a process because I kept going outside of myself for information. It was taking forever. I'd get a few thoughts and then I'd be like, Oh, let's see what the research says. Let's see what, you know, let's see what Mark Sisson says. Let's see what Rob Wolf says. Let's see what, you know what I mean? And it, it was horrible. It was horrible. And that's how I finally got into a flow. I would write when I, when I'm trying to achieve something in my life, I put it before the gym because I want to go to the gym so bad because it's like recess that I know that I'll do it. So I get up really early and I would just write and I would just freaking like channel. I would just go. I would just go until like anymore. And I'm like, you can add in research and stuff later. But once I got into like connected to myself and like really tapping into source, really tapping into my wisdom, my experience, it was, it was fun. And it was like, it, I, you, when you're centered in yourself, you become more like invincible kind of, you know, I'm not trying to please anyone. I'm trying to share, you know, I'm trying to just share. Do you feel like you're invincible because you don't have to be right? Yeah, that definitely, definitely brings a sense of ease and neutrality. You know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, if somebody came after me like, Tara, I don't like this. This doesn't make sense. I'd be like, shit, that's a good point. (laughs) Okay. You know, (laughs) Like, I'm not afraid of that, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's how you grow. It's how you learn. I love it. I've, I've never written a book. I will write a book <laughs> in 2023. So like I'm saying it right now, I'm not going to do the title. I'll show you the title when we're done recording. Ah. And and I've already been plugging in the chapters. Uh, a friend of mine who's been on the show a couple of times, I think you know him, Dr. Jade Tita. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's he, great. He helped me build the Breathe program. And now we have like a thousand people nice. in the Breathe program. Nice. And, and also he showed me that if you want to write a book, you have to go through the table of contents first. And that was like the game changer. Did you mm-hmm. do that too? Yeah. Or did you just like go off of napkins and notes and post-its oh, and all no. that? So you I, wrote the table of contents first. I was a super nerd in high school. I was really good at English and writing papers was like my jam. And so, yeah, having a framework is how I did it, right? You just, you you get the whole, even the conclusion, like you know where you're going to begin with the end in mind, right? And you have a framework, then it, it makes it so much more enjoyable to do the process because you know where you're going, right? Yeah. So yeah. And you're passionate about keto. I mean, but you're not keto 24-7, 365. That's why this is- I'm not is keto at all. Short-term keto. I'm not keto at all Oh, anymore. so you don't do keto no, at all? No, I'm not. I'm not doing keto anymore. And That's that, totally not what I was expecting. Why is that? No, um, because- I mean, most of like the intro to my book, if people will read that, I talk about my experience. I'm grateful to keto. I'm grateful for the metabolic adaptations that happened in my body. I did keto strict for a year. Knowing what I know now, I did not need to do keto strict for a year. How long did you think you I was 11% body fat and had just qualified for the Boston Marathon and was like a highly athletic, you know, resistance training person. I probably could have done keto for four to eight weeks, you know, maybe 12 and gotten like plenty of benefit. Um, Sorry, what did you ask me? No, I was going to say, how, how long how do you long? think you could have yeah, done it for? Yeah, yeah, maybe four to 12 weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, And so I share in there, like for me and... I wish that we had more data. I have read through so much. I, I feel like I've read like practically every keto and I haven't, but it feels like that, you know. And for some people, you know, genetically, especially where my where I already was metabolically, I just do better 
with carbohydrates. Way better. Yes. Now, but now, you've, you've done the groundwork. Yes. I was already pretty metabolically flexible before because I was doing intermittent fasting. I was training at high intensities. I was I was marathon running at high intensities. Like I, I qualified at a 730 pace on 26 miles. You know what I mean? Like I was pedal to the metal. All right. So I was super insulin sensitive, all of that. That being said, keto increase this adaptation where I like truly I only respond physiologically to hunger. It has no impact at all on my energy levels, on my brain performance, nothing, you know, and I wasn't quite there yet all the way before I did keto. Mm. So super grateful for that. We've talked about the APOE4 mutation. Yeah. I've got that, you know. I'm a three, four, so I have to watch the saturated fats. Yes. And I did keto for the month and you talk about this in your book. You say that a month is like the standard. If you are going to explore doing this cyclical keto, not keto forever. Yeah. I think you even say do keto not forever. <laughs> yeah. I'd say most people probably need to do it. But if you're like an athlete, you've got like a ton of muscle mass, you're hitting pedal the metal, you know, you're already really metabolically healthy a month will probably get, but it's not going to be till the end of that month until you're really going to get a feel for what it's like. And there's like, there's mess ups, you know, people don't hydrate. They don't have enough salt. Yeah. They don't know how to supplement for athletic performance, right? How to maximize that. And it kind of gets better the longer you go. And if you're maximizing it and you need it, right? But so for athletes, maybe not so long. Most, if you're like, you know, 30, 40 plus percent body fat, you probably need a keto for a while, you know? You don't have to. This there's, is what I find. Like <laughs> you, you bring such truth and I love this. I, we had Paul Saladino on the show and then about maybe a year ago, he was like, I'm eating honey now. I'm eating pineapple. I'm eating watermelon. Yeah. And he got destroyed <laughs> by the, the Luddites who were like, if you're not eating steak for three meals a day, you're trash. Where do you think this comes from? It, it reminds me of what you said earlier yeah. when you were like, anytime that I am afraid of being wrong, it's probably a prescription for me to express myself less. And yeah. there's a perceived safety that we all get by being yes. in a group. Yeah. Yet being in a group doesn't always mean you're safe. Right. What do you make of this? Like food camps where there's a perceived safety mm. and, you know, whether it's fruitarian or carnivore or, or paleo yeah. or, or even keto, like there's, I think keto is, it's trendy. Like a lot of people still talk about yeah. it because that's what the Google searches are deploying. But what do you make of the camps and the psychology behind why we're so attracted to camps? Hey, I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I am. This is a quick break just to talk about your foods that you consume when you're in the car, when you're traveling, maybe on vacation, basically when you're on the go. We have to stack our environment so that we can be successful with our decisions. But sometimes with maybe screaming kids or extra responsibilities or like the 12 hour day at work, you fill in the blank. It can be really hard unless you proactively, and that's the key, proactively fill up your suitcase, your gym bag, or just your pocket with healthy food. You can do this. It's easy. I do it every single day here in the studio and at home. I use the Paleo Valley beef sticks and turkey sticks. They are fermented beef in a totally beautiful casing with no additives or preservatives. When I say beautiful casing, I mean, it surrounds this amazing gut-friendly fermented beef, which helps the gut-brain axis communicate properly. You can get 15% off this healthy snack and not be hangry anymore. So you can set yourself up for success no matter where you are on the go. Joshtrend.com forward slash Paleo Valley. These sticks are so, my mouth is watering. These sticks are so good. 
I wish I could show you this. Actually, if you go on our Instagram, you'll see a photo of me holding a big box of these sticks. My family eats them. I eat them and we love them. And I know you will too. Joshtrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Use the code Josh to get 15% off your entire order. What do you make of the camps and the psychology behind why we're so attracted to camps? I think it's um, a lack of personal development. I think it's a lack of uh, people wanting to be led and taught and get the cliff notes and just tell me what's best. And then maybe they try that thing and they truly do feel better. It really helps them. Like it takes, let's say carnivore as an example. Let's say somebody who has SIBO, you know, a bunch of inflammation, all these things. They do carnivore. You heal your SIBO, you're going to be feeling a lot better. Like a, Jordan Peterson. A lot, yeah. Like mm. I just helped a client get past a really complicated case of methane SIBO with, with carnivore and some other supplementation and also a lot of nervous system regulation, healing, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like you're going to feel a lot better, right? So now you've got these people that you admire that are respectable health professionals telling you all the reasons that this is like the best diet in the world, which a lot of it is for their own monetary gain. So just going to put that out there, yeah. right? Like if somebody's no preaching the same message, this is the best way for all humans. This is the way, this is the right way. They want money, end of story, period. So be careful of people who have the one right way for all humans. So I'm just saying. So what happens is somebody who's maybe not super experienced at listening to themselves and honoring how things shift in their life, you know, they don't have skills with doing that and they felt better from doing something and then they got somebody out there saying, this is the best way for all humans. You set yourself up to be in this very like, uh, like you said, it's a safe way of thinking. Now I don't have to like, you know, and it's also an ego play. I see a lot of ego come into nutrition. It's very fascinating, especially in the health optimization type. It's almost like this, like, I'm better than you because I eat better than you. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. And I'll go on the ledge here. I don't care about being judged. I I find that it's specifically atrocious in the vegan world. Mm. It's it's not to say that it doesn't happen in other worlds because I know Mm. it does. Yeah, it happens in a lot of them. there's something specific about the vegan world where there's a self-righteousness yeah. And, and there's a flex. Like every time I eat food. Not all vegans though. Some no. though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every time I eat food, I can flex. Right. <laughs> I'm not compartmentalizing an entire way of being here. Yeah. I'm just saying I, that you I, see it a lot. I, in my own ex- life experience, have, have received that more than almost any other group. Mm. What do you make of that? You can be healthy and be vegan. I'm not saying you shouldn't be a vegan if that works for you. I mean, I'm not a super fan from a nutritional perspective, but I'm also very open. I always say, who am I to say that you don't have some complex series of issues going on in your body that maybe that's optimal for you right now? You know, I'll just back off of that. Yes. There's a lot of propaganda in the vegan world too, though, you know, and I I see it. It's it's in the keto world. It's in the carnivore world. It's in the prime. It's, there's, it's like these very, I don't like dogma. I don't like the guru thing. I don't like that. It's um, disrespectful, in my opinion. Uh, why are we trying to prove? I don't like the energy of proving in the nutrition world. I'm proving that I'm right. It's like, mm, it's more of like, here's some food for thought because I respect you. See how it goes. You know, we've kind of lost that. Like social media, I feel like that's how it used to be. Like, you know, you went to some naturopathic yeah. doctor in the 80s. I don't know. You know, it was so, but now it's like, this is the right way. But, you know, I think with vegans, I would, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I've never been in vegan, but I would assume that there's a sense of mission behind kind of like how I am with regenerative agriculture. I, I admit I'm kind of like, please support regenerative. Like they're helping the planet so much. 
much. Like yes. they're like the best people, you know, like shout out to force of nature meats. <laughs> we, just, we just did a podcast with Robbie oh, and Taylor on, on awesome. Rome ranch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I, I got to actually see the bison there and see how they live. Awesome. That's real living. I did an That's event out at Rep Provisions in Oklahoma to this. Listen to how much the universe supported this. Like a quick tangent. We did me and Eric Perner, the, the, the rancher there, just two of us decided we're like, let's bring in some cameras. Let's bring in some people. Let's show people we're doing it. Let's get some eyes on it. So it was just me and Eric. Right. And I was just paying for this out of my own pocket. I'm just like, let's freaking do it. Like I care about it that much. We ended up having the Savory Institute sanction the event, the Noble Research Institute. Savory started regenerative, if you're not familiar. Um, Alan Savory himself, like with the TED Talk, he was going to speak from Africa, but his flight got delayed. But they they sent somebody out. The Noble Research Institute, the oldest research institute in the country, came and supported our event and educated us. And I... For just me and Eric on a Zoom call being like, let's do this, going to that level. I was like, the universe is like, yes, 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 yes. That's what I look for, you know? So anyway, going back to the vegan thing, I think it's a sense of, um, okay, this is a really, I hopefully you're okay with me talking about this. You just lit up right now. We got to hear it. This is is where I've come. Okay. So I'm going to try not to go too controversial on your podcast. Just go, Tara. Okay. So wisdom can be all controversial. The, all the con- it's not controversial what I'm saying, but I'm talking about controversial topics. So, you know, we've had a lot of division lately, right? We've had the the super pro masky vaccine people and the super anti, and then we've had like stuff with you know abortion, like the pro life and pro choice, and like we've had a lot of these like super divisive things coming up. And so, you know, veganism, carnivore, all this stuff. It's like it's that way. And what I I really meditated on it, and I was like, you know, what is the underlying energy amongst everyone is that they're going outside of their realm of power or their business as Byron Katie put it. They're going at, and they want what they think is best for everyone. Right. So like, I was thinking about that. I'm like the pro life people are like, don't hurt the babies, help the babies. And the pro choice people are like, don't hurt the mothers. Like what, when those babies lives are going to suck. And then like the pro vaccine mass people are like, save everybody, help everybody. And the anti people are like, no, that's going to hurt people. Don't put that stuff in their bodies. And like, you need to be able to breathe for your immune system. And so like, I feel like when we get so like, Wonder Woman-y, you know, so Superman-y, like we have to like have this big opinion that's best for the rest of the world. I actually think it's coming from good intentions, no matter where you're at. It's whatever your programming has been. It's like, I think this is going to like help the most people. But at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. All that matters is what you do with yourself, you know? And I think that's why we're getting such so much tension around all these things because we're all acting outside of our own freaking business. You know, if we will all just like align with ourselves and stop trying to save the world or like change the world in the way that we think it needs to go, I think it could alleviate a lot of stuff. But that's how I see it with like the vegans and the carnivores and the ketos and, you know, and, and, you know, we all love to share, but it's like, it's with its neediness. It's like, I have to help the world understand that meat is going to kill them. Or I have to help people understand that plants are going to kill them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Any, anytime that I have to convince someone else yeah. that I'm right or that my way is the best way, there is like a pressure. And I've fallen into this trap, right? I like, what am I doing? I've just spent the last 15 minutes trying to convince someone that what yeah. I'm saying is right. There's something really beautiful like you talked about freedom on the beach earlier about just sitting back and being like, I don't mm. have to convince someone that I I'm right. So but, but I want to play advocate here, not devil's advocate. Cause I hate that. Yeah. Phrase. No, I want to play Please. advocate. I like, love that. I, I agree with you. There are 
people that have their ways of being and the things that they feel are the best for the world in themselves. Uh Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland. He is the largest private owner of farmland in the entire United States. This is a different story. I'm talking about Nancy who lives in Iowa on Instagram. Okay, so what I'm about to talk about, (laughs) you're you're okay with this. You're you're in alignment with this because I feel like for the average person, what you're saying 100% lands, 100% true. Yeah. But there are these outlier conversations that like the Bill Gates partnering with Kim Kardashian for the fake me and the toxicity there. Those are the things that do need a magnifying glass Yeah, because that affects people on a massive scale, even though Bill Gates is just trying to come from good intentions. I'm sure in Bill Gates' heart, he's probably like, this is going to help the world. I don't necessarily know if he's an innately evil person. He just happens to be in- incredibly wealthy and he has lots of resources and imagination. Yeah. So so what do you make of that? I, I think there's always a nuance in everything. Yeah. It's funny, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm listening to you and you're like, you know, anytime someone's this way or anytime someone's that way, what's the middle? What's the middle of this conversation yeah. so we're not dividing one another anymore? Yeah, what's the underlying energy? I, I feel like that's how I kind of walk through life. Like when I'm talking to people, I'm kind of like feeling their energy more than I'm listening to what they're saying. (laughs) Right. So like, that's what I'm always looking for. Right. Even when I came here to Austin, I was like, what's the energy here? Interesting. Like, I don't know. I'm just, that's how I operate. That's I'm tuned into that. And so the answer to the, all of the Bill Gates stuff is I don't freaking know. I don't know, dude. I don't know him. I don't, there's like so many pieces of information. I don't know. You know what I mean? And that's kind of just like, honestly, where it's like, I'm not trying to be, you know, stick my head in the sand and and that kind of energy. But at some point I realized that if I'm going to be making a bunch of strong opinions, when I have very poor information about what's actually happening, I call it a lazy boy, lazy boy uh, coach watching an NFL game. Oh, he should have put so-and-so in. That's how I feel. I'm like, I don't know, dude. And so the, what I've been being taught energetically is stay in the higher frequencies. And like the more you stay in the higher frequencies of love, compassion, you know, um, love is a big one. I've got a, I have a very like neat organized kitchen. I don't like cluttery stuff in my fridge, but I've got this big printed out piece piece of paper because my guides like told me to. And it just says love everyone unconditionally. And that has been my biohack. (laughs) Just kidding. But that's been my hack lately on like, that's been my focus is love everyone unconditionally. And when I find myself going into those lower vibrational states of judgment, I come back into, I'm like, okay, love that guy that just was so rude to me unconditionally I'm like yeah I can have compassion on that you're like who knows what he has going on and like it brings me back into these higher frequency states and the more of us that are in these higher frequency states like people are always attracted to higher frequency always sure you if if you're in a group of people and somebody's like in more elevated consciousness it's like it's like moss on light you know what I mean like that's how we are and so that's what I've been being taught is like don't get trapped in all of this lower vibrational stuff because all that's doing is like lowering the frequency of the collective. Like if yeah. we all can stay, and I'm not trying to ignore it. It's just, I yes. don't have access anyway. So how do you personally, and how do you coach people to stay in the higher frequencies, but also not spiritually bypass things? Yeah. No, feel, feel through feeling. Yes. So, um, um, one of the things that I teach is, you know, uh, hunger. If you've ever fasted for 24 hours, you felt hunger come and go. 
it's really intense for a minute. It's like, freak, I am hungry. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, you're like, well, I don't feel hungry at all. That's crazy. And so that's how I coach with emotions. It's just noticing, letting them come through. I was telling my clients this morning, like it's like a, a splinter or a piece of glass stuck in your thumb and it's trying to work its way out. And if you don't just let it, you're like sticking it back in there. That's It's going to stay in there. It's going to cause problems. And that's with our emotions, letting them roll. So if I feel anger or if I feel sadness or if I feel fear or I feel anxiety, you know, I just went through some stuff with my teenagers recently that I was like feeling that. And so once again, I let it roll and then I come back into, okay, what is my fear or what am I trying to control that's outside of my control? Where am I not being present? You know, so it's a lot of awareness. So feel, let them roll, let them roll. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to freaking hit the pillow and scream and be mad. And I actually think that's really, really healthy because toddlers do it. And I think we train that out of ourselves and we really should just kind of, you know, Nova teaches shake that me about stuff that. out of there. Yes. My son, I'm sure your four children taught you about yes. that too. Yes. They literally release it from their body and they process in the moment. And we're so evolved and we just stuff the freaking piece of glass back into our thumb. And so to get to those higher places, it's first let it out, let it out, let it be felt, let it move through you. And then after, not during, not, oh, I wonder why I'm feeling anxious right now. Hmm, let me psychoanalyze it. You know, (laughs) like, no, dude, just let it roll. And then after, you know, you can look at it with awareness and be like, okay, Now, where was I getting, you know, outside of myself? You know, I love, you know, Catherine Dixon from Clarity Coaching. I is like, I, she's my like main mentor, I would say in like terms of spirituality and a soul sister, you know, just a little bit ahead of me on the path. And I'm so grateful. And, you know, she talks, she was actually, I don't even know this, but she was like, um, basically the first coach for Byron Katie, like helped her develop that and knows Byron Katie really well. And she Byron Katie calls them the three businesses. Catherine calls them the three realms of power. So after, like anytime I'm in these negative emotions, these low vibe emotions and stuff, after they've worked through me, I'm like, where are you outside of your realm of power? Where? You know, it's like, oh, I want my daughter to, I want her to be happy or I want her to have the, you know, I want, it's like, that's outside of your control, dude. No wonder you're suffering, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, maybe I'm uh, mad or offended or something like that. And it's like, well, what do you want to, oh, I want to control their perception of me. Okay. Well, you can't do that. So just let it go, mm. you know? And so but you feel it. I felt that's, that's the main let thing. My, you feel it first. You have to let yourself feel the yeah. things. And it's, it can be intense, especially if you're a very emotional person. It can be scary. But I'm telling those clients of mine, um, we do like a neurotyping thing in my in my coaching system and there's like a certain neurotype where they're the very emotional ones because they tend to have higher glutamate. What do you mean by neurotype? Uh, Christian Thibodeau, you should have him on your show. He is I've so I've heard his amazing. name before. He's so amazing. He's kind of like a legend in the training industry, but he created a system called neurotyping. His parents are psychiatrists and he's one of those that's really into like neurotransmitters and DNA and gut health and all that kind of stuff. And so he developed a personality test with his parents that you take because you can tell through somebody's personality which neurotransmitters, they tend to be more dominant and more deficient in. Oh, that's just fascinating. It's so good. It's one of my favorite parts of like my whole entire coaching career. And so it helps me coach people too. So if somebody is, you know, more dopamine dominant, it's they're sensitive to dopamine, they'll be more competitive, more like go get it in life. And then if you add high GABA to that, they'll kind of be like an asshole a little bit. Sometimes they can seem like that to people if, if to the wrong person who's really sensitive, but it's like kind of that, like, I don't give enough and I'm just going to say what I think and what I love those kind of people personally, but you know, it's 
that, um, then you get somebody with that tends to be low GABA, higher glutamate, and especially if that's mass, mass matched with high adrenaline, you get a very anxious, very emotional person because glutamate will, it GABA, glutamate turns into GABA. And if you don't have that GABA conversion, you don't like have the brake pedals. So you're just like spinning, your your mind goes overthinking a lot. And all, glutamate is also connected to emotion, right? And memory storage and all these things. So those people, they're a 2B on the, the system. Like those people are highly emotional people highly emotional people. And what I always like to help them understand is like, that's your superpower. And what's crazy is like the dopamine dominant people, they're always like very intellectual. They're like engineer brains or business leaders. They're, you know, they like see things, how to organize things, blah, 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 but sometimes aren't as connected to their emotions. Right. Mm, like an Elon Musk or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yes. Or I think of like a, you know, maybe an NFL player, right. Like that, like he's definitely, and then he opens a bunch of businesses and he's like that, but he might not be as like, as strong in the emotional space as he is in the like discipline. I see how to organize things like that kind of space. And so what's crazy is like, we value that we value as society. I, I, I've been telling my clients, I'm like, you never hear somebody as an intellectual mess or all up in their intellect. Sure. But you hear, what do you hear? Emotional wreck all up in my emotions and my feels right now. It's, it's literally poo pooed to be emotional. Like, Holy, it's a part of our physiology. It's a part. Why would it be there if it wasn't for us, if it wasn't for our greatest good, you know? And so I've been trying to tell my, my emotional clients, I'm like, that's your freaking superpower. It's been dishonored and trampled on, right? Because those people are generally very connected to others. They're able to see things, They're feel things. Empathetic. They can yes. feel much deeper than most yes. people. And it's like, if we can respect that and like, but also, you're not going to be some like super driver, like I'm going to go get it in life. Like that's not your nature. <laughs> this has been the hardest part for me, Tara, as an <laughs> entrepreneur and podcaster, is that I am, I identify in my way of being, and maybe I could take Thibodeau's test, as someone who is empathetic. So for me, I have to be very mindful of the boundaries that I put up yeah. and not taking on other people's energy, yeah. not taking on the world's problems. So I can <laughs> like switch roles in a day three yeah. or four times. And so I'm curious how you manage that, you know, and it's a selfish question for me and for anybody with us that identifies as an empath or an HSP, right? Highly sensitive yeah. person. Yeah. How do you, how do you switch the, the energies between charge it, get it done versus feel and understand my emotional intelligence? Like what an incredible world we live in that yeah. we have to balance those two things. Yeah. But how do you do that personally? How do you coach people to do that? It's all about the same thing I keep saying is listening to yourself, honoring yourself, noticing how you feel with the different choices that you're making, right? So like if you're like, okay, I keep trying to do this thing where I'm like driving myself into the ground, like, you know, I'll throw out a silly example with you. I'm trying to record eight podcasts a day, right? Not you anymore. Know? I know you're not doing <laughs> <laughs> But like it would be noticing how, how's that working for you? You know, how are you feeling with yeah, that? It wasn't. And it's like, I'm literally so stressed. I can't even see straight or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, let's like give your inner child or yourself. Let's give you, give yourself that. Like, that's not, that's not cool, you know? And, and so it's just noticing and then t tweaking it and playing with it until you find your groove. It's like, ah, oh, I like this. This feels good. I had to, I, I also, because of the nature of the work I'm doing and I'm very like, I like literally go into like almost like channeling when I'm like, 
with my clients on calls, right? Do you like, have I like am, a witch's brew and you're stirring not, it hot? I'm not really, but if it's that kind of energy, you know what? I'm not saying I am like a channel, a person who chant, but like everyone can to a certain extent, but I am like tapped in. Like I don't do Zoom calls. I do phone calls with my clients so I can close my eyes and like literally just be with the vibration of their voice and like truly listen, right? And so going in at that level and I'm like asking and I'm like intuiting and I'm like, you know what I mean? I can only do three hours of calls three days a week. That's it. That's all I got. And, and podcasts are mixed into that and not, it doesn't always get booked out. Right. So sometimes, you know, might have seven or eight hours of call. That's all I got for the week. Right. And so, because that's your capacity. That's, that's how you honor yourself. It. Yeah. And it, it makes me better at everything that I do, you know? And so I, for anybody, you know, whether you're like the super high achiever, like, you know, get shit done master or the, you know, more empathetic, like slow, I need to recover and recharge a lot. You know, it doesn't matter. It's the same principle of just noticing how you feel as a result of the choices that you're making and then play with it and keep playing with it until you find a groove. And then if that changes, you just keep, it's just awareness, just noticing and then showing up for yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's almost like the book, um, the art of motorcycle maintenance, uh, is the art of Zen and motorcycle maintenance. Which is, <laughs> it's in my, it's in my drawer. I haven't read it yet, but it, it's this chop wood and carry water piece oh. where there's, there's this constant maintenance of, our spiritual self, our mental self, yeah. all the parts of the, the Pentagon. Yeah. And, and I think about the ways that you've grown and the way that you show up, because that's really the biggest report card is like how we show up. What is the energy of how I show up? What is the truth of how I show up? And, and what is the maintenance that I do to continue to show up truthfully and, yeah. and authentic as myself? Plants have been a teacher for you in many ways, yeah. many different types of plants. Yeah. But what, is, what has been one of the most profound lessons, maybe challenging, that plants oh, have taught you in order for you to show up honest? Ooh, let's see, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've had at least a couple hundred journeys, so I've got to like go through a lot. Um, um, it, to help me show up for myself, is that what you're saying? To help you show up honest and honest. to help you show up in integrity, mm. like how you showed up today, right? Yeah. How you're speaking to us on this podcast. Yeah. There's, yes, all the triangles that, that you talk about, your four triangles, but there's also something etheric. There's some mm. kind of energy that mm. some people call it God, some people call it higher intelligence. It's source. You've mentioned source yes. a few times. Yeah. Your connection with source gets amplified yes. in these ceremonies yes. and with these medicines. And I'm not here to say that everybody should go run out and do them. Yeah. Right? We have a lot of content we've put out on my yeah. experience and my journeys. Yeah. So I'm not here to say that y'all should go out and sit with ayahuasca right now. Yeah. The reason I'm asking you this is yeah. because you show up with wisdom, you show up with truth. In order to do that, yeah. you need constant maintenance. Yes. So what is something that's been shown to you by yeah. source in a ceremony sure. that has allowed you to maybe challengingly? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll share, share recently. So one of my favorite places to journey is Moab, Utah. It's like a freaking portal. There's something magical about that place and mushrooms, especially with the energy of mushrooms. Um, and I just said that recently, like a couple weeks ago. Um, and it's, you know, at this point in my journey, at first it was like, it was a lot, I had to feel guilt and shame about getting divorced and le even leaving Mormonism, guilt and shame around that and fear of what people thought and like literally had to feel all those things. But now, you know, I still have um, moments where it's, I, it's like, hey, you need to take a look at this. Like, you know, I have that. But a lot of it now that I'm past some of those bigger, huge <laughs> things is a lot of like just learning, learning from source. But this last one, um, 
I, I, you know, a shift that I had, it was just teaching me how to be more respectful in my energy of how I communicate with others. Right. So it was like, even from social media to clients, it was just, I, I, it's hard to put into words because you're taught so energetically on medicine, but it was just, you know, taking me through scenarios of like, you know, how would you like to receive this? You know, how, you know, it, so it's like this master teacher is what I'm experiencing. Do you feel like the medicine was showing you that you were showing up too harsh with people at times? Um, it was like more of like an immature energy um, of like, like a, a preachy type, like a pushy, like a needy, you know, like this is like what you should do, you know? And it was like in the energy of that experience, it was embarrassing to me to realize that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that like, I've definitely learned is very helpful skill in these kind of states to have is to be able to feel like that embarrassment, you know, like once I realized that I was like, wow, that is kind of embarrassing that I've been showing up like that. Ugh. Does it matter to trace the dot back to where that came from? Like the origin of that way of being? Oh, I'm sure that would be a really helpful thing to do. Um, I, yeah, I'll have to do that later. Thanks, Josh. But no, like in the journey, this journey was really interesting to me um, because it, I kept being told, don't linger. We have a lot to show you. So like, don't try to hold on to this part of the journey longer than necessary. Like, let it go. Just like meditation. If a thought comes in, let it go. It was just like that. And it, literally, I got taught like hundreds. It was insane. And there was one part where I was now like, if you haven't journeyed before, please do not like go somewhere in nature and like walk around. Okay. Like I'm yes, very, this is very, not medical advice. I, yeah. I'm a very, very <laughs> experienced journeyer. I've journeyed there before. My friends were there. We know all the safety measures and all this stuff. Okay. So, but I was going up this, you know, trying to get a little bit up this rock slide area. And I saw, sometimes you see things, you know, on medicine and I saw something on like the rocks that like wasn't actually there. Right. They would look like hieroglyphic type stuff. So it, of course it like caught my eye. It was like full color, like vi vividly clear only on this one spot. So I was like, whoa, you know, like I'm not seeing that anywhere else. What is this? You know, so I'm just sitting there looking at it and I get caught and all the, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm getting caught away in all my thoughts. And all of a sudden there's like something in front of my face, like this close that is like loud. I like fell over in full like defense mode and it was a freaking hummingbird. And I was like, whoa. And it just like hovered right in front of my face like this and then zipped up the rest of the way. And coincidence or not, I was like, it was like, come on, keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Like, don't linger too long. And so that, you know, these are the kind of messages that I get and, and just all sorts of stuff comes through. Like neutral is healthy energy. Um, I was being taught about um, helping kids connect to that voice inside of themselves. That that's one of the healthiest, the, one of the greatest gifts you can give a child mm. is to listen to their inner voice, you know, and like show up for themselves. Like just so many lessons. But Was that what the hieroglyphics were saying? No, I, I don't, I have no sense. Actually, what I heard was you're not going to understand this. So like, just don't bother <laughs> and just move on. It was left by the aliens or something. <laughs> that's, that's what it looked like. Oh my God. <laughs> Who knows? Tara, we've covered some serious ground <laughs> on this podcast, which I love. Yeah. And, you know, as a mom of four kids, like four lives that you're a shepherd for, what, what is the juxtaposition of what breaks your heart about this world? So what breaks your heart about the world and... What are you also on fire to bring a loving solution to? Mm. What breaks my heart is the brokenheartedness of the fathers and mothers that are not healed and then are then given to the next generation. Um, I feel like so much pain in the human collective is caused by like transgenerational pain and suffering that just gets passed along and passed along and passed along. And it definitely... Um, 
is a huge part of the reward that I get from the work that I do because as my clients heal their relationship with themselves, they it's it's been insane to see what happens with their kids. It's so beautiful. Like just uh, one was talking about it this morning, just had the most beautiful, very, um, a lot of tension in relationship with her adult daughter. And it's just, as they heal inside themselves, they are coming in, entering into this safe space with kids. So that's, you know, like that's big for me. It's like, if we can, you know, if we can help heal at any point, but especially mothers and fathers, and then they're coming into, by the way, The Conscious Parent, I have to give you that real quick. Anybody listening, that book is so freaking good. Read that book, The Conscious Parent, one of the best books I've ever read. Why was it so good? Just in a nutshell. Just completely, you know, people say there's no manual on like being a parent. I'm like, there is now. There is. (laughs) Yes. Because it's all, All it's all principles and it's all about, it's completely flips on its head how most people look at parenting. I have to teach. I've got to raise you right. What is that? That's control. That's me projecting how I think you should be so that you can be an extension of my ego and you can prove that I'm a good parent and you can prove that I, you know, you turned out right and, and, and I want what's best for you. You can be what I think is best for you, whether or not that's what you think is best for you, you know? And so she's flipping all of this on its head and like understanding that like kids help evolve us and that they are sovereign beings. And of course, she's, you know, you still have discipline, you still have rules, you still have boundaries, like a safe container for them and things like that. But it's like more about building a relationship, an actual relationship and all the things that come in and damage that relationship between parent and child. So anyway, that's my, you know, definitely on the forefront of my mind is like just healing the hearts of the people, helping as much as we can. And the only way we can do that is by being healed and and constantly taking care of this beautiful heart, you know, this beautiful soul that we've got. And the more we do that, the more it ripples out, ripples out, ripples out. All right. Well, I think your book was a Trojan horse then. Because the physical is the starting point, but like really what you're sharing is like a deep emotional, mental, spiritual axis that so many of us are affected by. I just did a recording for a solo cast yesterday and it was about my journey this year for the vision quest. Oh, cool! And, And it was this beautiful ceremony where I was able to bury my father. He's still alive. But I was able to wow. bury him with kindness. Oh, right? wow. And burying someone, letting something go with kindness yeah. is so, I mean, like the hair on my arm is sticking up. Like it is so powerful to actually let something go without attachment, without, wow. without it having to be a certain way. And also yeah. simultaneously leaving a door open for love to come back in, for kindness wow. to come back in. That's and beautiful. so I think this, this epigenetic emotional transfer, it's so funny, like people, if you look at Mark Wolin's work, it didn't start with you. We've had him on the yeah, show a couple of times yeah, and, and yeah. even the work that you're doing with Catherine and even the work that you're doing with your clients, there's, there's pieces of this generational lineage, kind of all wretch and no vomit that Alan Watts talks about where you raise your kids to raise their kids, to raise their kids in a certain way. And no one's actually ever healing. So I'm so excited that you're on planet Earth and that you're doing what you do. And, and the reason I said that the the book was a Trojan horse is because, you know, if we get the physical feeling good yeah. and online, yeah. then the mind can be online yes. and then the heart can be online and then our emotions can be aligned. So exactly. it's been so wonderful to chat with yeah, you. Yeah, thank you, Josh, and, for having and I'm, me. I'm curious as a, as a departing question. Yeah. You're here for this keto conference. Yeah. And a lot of people here probably have the, here in Austin, they have like this primary goal of like weight loss. I want to uh, lose weight. Okay. 
But that there's more to the equation than that. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, it's about wellness. It's about yeah. uh, this big question. Like, how do I, how does Josh live his life? Well, well, how does Tara do that mm. with all the experience you have and all the knowledge you have? Like, how do you turn that knowledge into wisdom? And, and what does wellness actually mean to you on a cellular level? It's all based in love. And so weight loss is, it's just a completely wrong way of looking at it, in my opinion. It's, a, it's the road to misery and sacrifice and scarcity and suffering and all of this. It will happen as a byproduct when you have loving intentions for yourself in a proactive way. So if you want to lose weight, it's like the next time you go to eat, just think, what would every cell in my body absolutely love that sounds delicious to me right now? That's pretty much it. So like when I eat healthy, I'm just like, oh, here you go. You guys are going to love this, mm. you know, and like honor the taste of food, how beautifully designed are our bodies that they made food. Whoever made these things made food taste good. Taste, we get pleasure out of our fuel source, right? Your car doesn't get pleasure <laughs> when you fill it up with gas. It's so cool, you know? And so like pleasure, just having a like an honoring, it's like a queen or a king, like, oh, like this is like going to nurture this amazing vessel that I am. I don't care if you're 500 pounds right now, like nurture, nurture your, if you're 500 pounds, your body's really freaking amazing. Like look, look how well it's doing with like the, all the things that it's having to adapt to for that extra weight, you know, and thank it. Thank you for saving all of this extra 400 pound, you know, 350 pounds on me so that I didn't die. Wow. That is super intelligent that you did that, right? Because yeah. if you didn't, your body would have died if you didn't make body fat out of that extra blood sugar, right? So it's just coming more into the energy of what's best for me. Okay. Sometimes my body's like, you need, you've kind of been like on your phone and stuff at the gym a lot. And like, you actually need to like, kind of get your ass in gear, like hit it for a little while. Um, and then sometimes it's like, dude, just go out in nature and walk like you need recovery. Like, you know, like just chill, like you can do some yoga and stuff, but like, and so just that instead of focusing on weight loss, I'm telling you, if you eat whole foods from nature as much as you can, and you just play and how can I make these taste good, go to healthy restaurants, invest in some of the healthier restaurants and see what they do. It's like, oh, they put dates in the cauliflower. Okay, got it. You know what I mean? And learn, learn, and then just start playing and experimenting. And sometimes yeah. you'll have eggs that are dyed blue because you put purple cabbage in them. And you're like, well, I learned that one and it still tastes good, right? So just instead of looking at it in this scarce, loss, miserable way, look at it at how can I honor myself? How can I like give myself more healthy things? You know, that's it. So you still have your McDonald's milkshake? Okay, cool. But can you also get a salad, please? Can you also, can you eat a big ass salad before that? You know, like how many nutrients? Be a nutrient hunter. How many can you get in? You know, and then you're not going to have as much of the milkshake, right? So it's like about making these more positive transitions into what's best for me. I want what's best for me. Do mm. you feel like wellness is, or at least what I heard from you, listening to the inner voice, this intuitive voice to slow down, to do the thing, it gets blunted over time. So if yeah. anything, you know, the, the wish that I have for all of us here is that you've just increased your capacity to hear your inner voice 1%. Yeah. 
10 percent something from this conversation so thank you for coming on it's great to see you again here in austin by the way what's the energy you said you you feel energy more than words that you're listening to what's the energy in austin what do you what do you think about so what i felt when i got here was that there's like a base underlying very healthy very healthy wholesome energy also it's just i could be making crap up but like what i felt was that there's also some distortions in it right now i would say you're right on point yeah and people could say that about any city yeah any city but, but that's there what i is felt. something i think you're right on it there that, is something about austin where there's this like dark light that's in magnified it's it, almost like it's in a magnifying glass. Yeah. The dark and the it's light. a strong energy here. It's almost as strong as Sedona. And Sedona's like strong energy. So. Sedona's just a big bowl of energy. Oh, Sedona feels so good. It feels so beautiful. Like just wholesome, good, healthy energy. It feels similar to that by nature here, but it honestly, what I was sensing was that the distortions were like from confusion in the human collective. Yeah. But there's also so much goodness here. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong. I love Austin. Like this is the most highly concentrated area of like people doing deep work of anywhere I've ever been. I was hearing some girls at the nail salon and they were like just so freaking beautiful. Like (laughs) how they were talking to each other and about their friend and it was so honoring. And I was like, I freaking love it here, you know? So it's, you know, but yeah, that's what I sense. We have to be open to the mystery. If you'd have told me three years ago that I'd be living in Austin, fucking Texas, from California, from from Encinitas <laughs> by the beach, I would have said, you're crazy, but I'm here. So hopefully you guys can honor the mystery that we're always trying to honor in our best way. Yeah. Tara, thank you for coming thank on the show. You. Thank you, Tell Josh. people where they can connect with you, please. Um, on social media, my two biggest platforms are TikTok, actually, and Instagram, although I'm shadow banned on Instagram right now. So if you can't find me there, try TikTok. It's Coach Tara Garrison. And then on my website is taragarrison.com. My book, Short Term Keto, is on Amazon if you want to check it out. And it's the, all the reasons I went off keto. So, and why I think, you know, actual scientific reasons you might want to consider that after a phase keto. And then um, Inside Out Health Podcast is my podcast. And honestly, I've listened to your episode like three times for, on just on a personal level. I just wanted to listen to it. It was oh, really thanks. amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So. I really respect what you do. There's a mutual Likewise. vibe. There's a high Likewise. vibe with you and I. And one of the things I appreciate about you most that we're going to talk more about at wellnessforce.com forward slash community is your podcast and the conversations you have and this concept, which I would love to start a thread in our group about of not having to be right. Yeah. <laughs> not having to it's be the right. Best. I think that is awesome. Okay. You guys, <laughs> until Tara and I see you again, we're both wishing you love and wellness. We'll talk to you soon. This podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Organifi, the creators of the Organifi Gold, my number one turmeric lemon balm and superfood adaptogen bombshell that, trust me, will make you sleep like a baby. I know this because I use it on the regular. Not only is this one of my top sleep supplements I use personally, but also it helps my nervous system and my stomach calm down at the end of the day in the evenings especially if I've had a stressful day. I know you have those too because you're human. (laughs) And because we're human, the best thing to do is take loving care of the human body, starting with quality sleep, not just quantity. This is gonna allow you to have the highest quality of life possible. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give this superfood adaptogen powder, the Organifi Gold, a test drive for a special deal over at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Pick up a 30-day supply, give it a test drive. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but no one's ever done that. (laughs) As far as I've heard, 
20% off is the biggest discount you'll find over the entire internet. We're grandfathered in. These savings are for you. Head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce. Share this with your friends, your family, and anyone who wants to drink the gold and sleep well. Thank you for being here with us on the podcast. You can access all the wellness and the wisdom over at joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. You can get every single thing you need to access all the wisdom you have inside of your body and heart and soul right at joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. If you want to be coached directly by me and be a part of this thriving wellness force global community, just go to joshtrent.com forward slash M21. Start your journey today. Get the M21 wellness guide with six science-backed practices that'll help you body, mind, and soul start your day with the right intention and the right mindset so your physical body can give you love back. That's joshtrent.com forward slash M21. Start today. I'm waiting for you. You have the community right here, right now at your fingertips. You just have to have the courage to take the first step. joshtrent.com forward slash M21 to get your free 21-day six-part science-backed guide.